If you want to know how work is done, you know who you ought to talk to? The people who have to do the work. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Pre-Accident Podcast. I am the man driving the bus today, young Toderick von Conklinstein, Conklinstein, Conklinstein. And today is a great day because today we're going to talk to the pointier end of the stick. Not the pointiest end of the stick, but the pointier end of the stick. I'm always trying to move down the stick. It's weird. On the podcast, you can always get people that are up high on the stick. But get them down low on the stick, that's a little harder because they, they don't, they get, you know, embarrassed or shy, whatever the word is. This guy today, uh, embarrassed and shy, are not words I would use to describe him. In fact, uh, we got to spend some time together giving a presentation, and he told me, I'm not even going to say his name yet, that's how cool I am. He, he told me that he'd rather speak to 10,000 people than to one person. So I think that qualifies as not very embarrassed or shy. Um, it also speaks greatly to intimacy issues, but we'll, we can talk about that later. So uh, how's your uh, summer going? Is it is it winding down as uh, as they are opt to do? Because it is. It's September, and you know what that means. September is always September, and that's exciting as can be. So from my side, uh, you know, I just uh, – this this podcast is probably going to catch you when I'm deep in the middle of uh, Winfield Bluegrass Festival in Winfield, Kansas. National Flat Picking Championships. Look it up on the internet and see if it isn't uh, appealing. I told you, I think already, if I haven't, I can't believe it, that uh, I rent a golf cart from a, a, a company called Wichita Golf Cars. Not carts, cars. And uh, they have golf carts available you can rent for the weekend. And that has changed everything. And last year, I put a green police light on it that I ordered on Amazon. Very fun. I don't know what I'm doing this year. I'll think of something, kind of trick it out. In, in a way, it's kind of like um, the bluegrass version of Burning Man. That's, that's how I think of it. But it's, it's really fun. You have to kind of like banjos. If you're not into banjos, and I know many of you aren't because you tell me this often, but if you're into banjos and mandolins and guitars and audi harps and those kind of things, um, you, you'd like Winfield. Also, if you were into hanging out with friends and walking around at night and listening to people play in the campgrounds, uh, it's pretty fun. So that's what I'm going to do. That, in fact, that's I'm quite certain as you hear this podcast, that is where I'll be. So that's that's how certain I am that that's going to happen. Other than that, man, I don't know what else to tell you. It's uh, it's crazy. This uh, this podcast is a guy named Delane Heath, and Delane is a uh, is like a, I guess the word would be kind of a regional safety guy. Does that make sense? He's he and he's out there interfacing a lot with safety specialists in the field, and I actually think that is a kind of an unsung hero job for sure. And I also think it's a job that we haven't had a lot of conversations around in order to create sort of success for these guys, because that position, that position between sort of the corporate. Why do I keep saying sort of the between the corporate office? And the actual field specialist, there's some interpretation there. And it's kind of a pinch point. I always kind of think the field guys are getting smashed because they've got all the workers who just want to do work. And then they've got all the rules that they have to sort of be in charge of. And then the corporate people, they have to take care of all the pressures that corporate office has. 
shareholders and boards of directors and big senior managers with nice shoes. And then you have this go-between, this interloper, if you were, this interpreter who lives in the middle and actually manages, you know, usually pretty wide swaths of work and lots of variability, lots and lots of variability. And for the most part, what Delane does is help people solve problems. And I think that's super interesting. And it goes back to kind of how I started this podcast. If you want to know how this work is done, how the work of high reliability, of, of safety differently, of, of human performance is done, the best people you ought to talk to are the people who actually do the work. Because the stories they tell are much more interesting than the theoretical stories we can talk about all day long. I can show you 500 slides. They're all going to kind of look the same, but 500 nonetheless. Or I can hear a story of somebody in the field practicing this new view, leading learning teams or doing a new view investigation, or better yet, solving the world's great mystery. You know, what's happening when nothing bad's happening? Looking at how success is made in real time, the majority of time, for workers who interface constantly with dynamic risk and successful work. And that's why I really I almost begged Delane into being on the podcast. But to get him on, well, I, I had him. He was trapped, so he didn't really have a way out of it. Because Delane, I think they drew straws or cut cards or something, and somebody had to drive me back to the airport. And it, we were pretty far out. We were three, four hours out of the Birmingham airport. And Delane was the one that drove me back. And it was interesting because we got to talk a lot, and that was good. We also got to go through Delane's hometown. So I learned an awful lot about what it was like for Delane to grow up. And he talks about that a little bit on the podcast, and that's interesting as well. All in all, it was a great trip and a new friendship. And I think that, my friends, is what it's all about. So I think I should shut up and invite you into the conversation so without much further ado that's french sit back and listen to todd and delane on a trip through lower alabama all right man introduce yourself uh, my name is delane heath i work for the wonderful company of alabama power company in birmingham alabama and i'm a safety and health coordinator and you're part of kind of the push towards the new view safety differently the human performance program so delane and i are driving across alabama we just did a meeting this morning and now we're heading to birmingham where delane can go home and enjoy i on the other end have to stay in a hotel very i'm not nice complaining hotel. very nice hotel though. it's a hipster hotel i'm staying where the hipsters stay Correct. so that's good so delane tell me about your sort of safety journey why what do you think about this new view stuff and and uh, what are you learning on the way? So I guess my journey uh, began actually as a uh, college student who was interested in electrical engineering. Uh, and as I kind of got into uh, a, little, a little deep into it, I was like, wow, this is really not what I want to do probably. So <laughs> so I got with uh, one of my advisors and uh, they kind of introduced me to the to the concept of actually majoring in safety and health management. And Prior to that, uh, you do get introduced to the concept of safety, whether it's, you know, through electrical safety, NFPA stuff, you know, HASCOM, all that good stuff. So uh, it just kind of built on that. Uh, and funny thing is I, I tell people that my mom 
was an insurance person and my dad was a truck driver. So from that standpoint, I'm kind of in the middle, like between workers' comp and DOT. So it's kind of how that happened and whatnot. Uh, but I learned it the same as everyone else. The, the traditional way of, you know, kind of how you manage safety is through how you manage stats, I guess, for, for lack of a better term. Uh, in terms of, you know, when things happen, you know, there's been this reaction of, oh, my goodness, we had somebody get hurt. Uh, and now I think it's going to kind of the same reaction of, oh, my goodness, we had somebody get hurt, but not so much what did they do to get hurt as opposed to, you know, let, let's really look at how this happened and what we can do to keep it from happening to anybody again, just not correcting this person, but correcting everybody. So I think it's a good thing. Um, as a matter of fact, we, one of my coworkers and I were talking about it at breakfast this morning, which Todd missed, by the way. Um, that it's the new wave, the same as if probably 10 years ago, PSM was the new wave. So PSM was a big deal uh, in the you know early and mid-2000s, and that was kind of like the new thing, you know, kind of along with system safety and things of that nature. So this is the next turn. Uh, so I'm excited. What's it feel? I mean, how did it start? What's it feel like for you guys? What, what, what do you think the impetus was to change the way you're thinking? Well, I think it's been been brought forth by you know some of our our leadership, but but it's it's introducing the idea that hey maybe you know just punishing people um, isn't going to fix our problems, and I think our leadership has really 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 bought into that, uh, and I think it's an exciting time just because this is a a new way for not just safety people but for everybody to look at it. So I think it's this is probably gonna. This is probably going to be far more of of where everybody feels a part of it as opposed to before we're just telling you stuff that, hey, this is what you're going to do. As opposed to now, it's it's far more inclusive, and I think you'll, you'll increase the, the transparency of people within the organization, which is only make us better. So you're in the field level. How does it feel different in the field? What are you doing differently now than you were doing? I'm not exactly in the field level. Uh, I am far more behind the scenes, so that's probably not a good question for me. Uh, I, I am I work in the corporate group, so uh, I get out to the field sporadically. Uh, however, in talking to guys that I know who are in the field level, people are excited about some of the things that they've they've heard that we're trying to do. Uh, just in the way that the way that we now will go about looking at incidents is exciting to people because before, you know, people always not, I shouldn't say always, but people could have very quickly thought that this was going to be a witch hunt to figure out what this person did wrong and at that point you know what we're going to do to discipline them uh which in all honesty i don't i don't think was ever really the case but you know perception is you know what, what perception is so how do you support the field people differently under this new view what's different about that i, I think and by field people let me correct myself how do you support the field safety specialists so not not the workers touching the tools. I mean, we can talk about them; they're great. But I think one of the one of the things we don't talk enough about is how we support the safety professionals in the field in sort of changing their paradigm and getting them towards this kind of new view. So what we're going through right now for pretty much all of our guys, whether you're in the corporate office, and when I say all of our guys, I mean all of the, the safety and health professionals, whether you're in the corporate office or whether you are a field person who is actually going out with our crews. Or working in our plants is we're 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 going through uh, these set of training classes uh, around HP, which some of your uh, colleagues have, have helped us out with, as well as other workshops. So I think that's that's one way. Uh, secondly, we've equipped them with uh, 
the tools to actually go out and do this. Like, in other words, it, it's when this kicks off, there, there's these rollouts for it. So we're going to communicate so that when they actually get out there and, and get ready to do these things, the people in the room, this won't be a, okay, so what are we doing here kind of concept. It's more of, hey, we've heard about this stuff, and we're excited to be a part of the process. So what are these tools, and what do they look like? Uh, we've gone through training classes. As a matter of fact, uh, is it uh, is it Andrea? What's her last name? I forget Andrea's last name. That came, Baker. Andrea Baker came through, uh, and, and she actually did uh, a two-day class with pretty much, at the time that I went through it, it was probably 40% of our our field safety people. Um, and it was we practiced exactly how to carry out what we call event learnings uh, when something has happened. We even did role play. It was pretty cool. Uh, actually, I, I should have won an Oscar for my acting. Uh, I think I should have. But Andrea didn't give me one. But, in, but in, uh, It's coming. I think she mailed it to you. I appreciate that. Uh I'll, I'll definitely make sure you get my address, uh, but uh, but it, but it's things like that, uh, as well as as well as you know, just making sure that they understand that this is a this is a the time to actually open up your mind and kind of get away from the traditional thinking uh, in the way that we used to do this. Because again, if if I've done it in my ten year career that I've been doing this, if you have someone who's been doing this for twenty five years, they've been doing it fifteen years longer than I have, so it you know would definitely take just as much if not more time to for your mindset to turn that corner is this change in your safety management system it is how how how's it changing it well it, it is well for one it's being led by our upper echelon uh, safety leaders so fr- from that standpoint it's immediately when something takes place or even before something takes place uh, we we now open up that dialogue. You know, if we have stuff that happens good, we'll take a look at it. I think you heard our director talk about it today, that there's already an event learning set up for successful work on things that in the past we've had issues with. So nothing's happened as of yet, but we've seen what we can do this successfully, and now we're actually going to go take a look at it, and we're going to end up sharing that best practice so that the next time that something like this happens, we can go back and look at it and say, okay, so... What did we miss? Would you have looked at successful work in the past? I mean, is this a part of it? Uh, I think that we have, but not in in this narrative. Meaning, in the group that I came from before, we would always do like post job things, but it was it was not only safety. It was more of the production, was how you laid things out. So just to make sure that we we did stuff as efficiently as possible. So I do think that we've looked at things like this before, but these would be specifically from a safety standpoint. What are the highlights that you've noticed? What are the things about this that you're liking, the things that you think are making the biggest difference? Well, the highlight that I've noticed is that this is, this is for the first time that I can recall, something that I think most of our hands-on uh, people with the actual tools are excited about like it's something they feel is going to be beneficial as opposed to you know us you know putting out other things that they just like okay this is another rule as opposed to no they're they're actually excited about this because they're involved like this isn't something that we're just pushing down their throat like this is something that we're saying hey no come with us like this is this is the way that this is the way that we think we need to go and they're excited about that so i think that's the the biggest change that i've seen thus far so if you're going to give advice to safety people uh, who are listening to this, what what have you learned? What would you not do? What have you learned? What are the lessons you guys are taking out of this? So if I was going to give advice, what, what I would say, the first thing is be open-minded. Because 
the first time you sit through one of these workshops, you might not get it. May not even the second time. You may not even get it the tenth time. But at the same time, as long as you, as long as you're open minded and you keep listening and you keep opening up to it, it'll eventually the the light bulb will eventually come on. I, I was telling you earlier that it it's probably taken me or took me or probably by the third or fourth time I actually sat down to it to completely to completely grasp it. Uh, and the first time was a general conversation just with someone who, who had been doing this um, for about two years. Uh, so that, that would be the first thing that I would say. Uh, and I would also say the second thing is even once you get it, give other people time to get it. Like it, 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 if you didn't get it overnight, that doesn't, that probably doesn't, there's not a good chance that the mechanic or that the, you know, frontline supervisor or what have you, they're going to get it overnight. Uh, but be willing to walk with them through the process because if you can if you can get them out on the other side, I think it'll it'll be beneficial to you both as well as the company. Tell me a success story. Show me how this works. So I haven't been fully a part of one that we've done yet. So I I can't give you a I can't give you a success story. Now there have been people in the company that's done it. So I'm really at the beginning of this journey. What's it feel like? Again, it, it's exciting to me because again, I, I I'm all about getting getting feedback from our actual from our actual craft, uh, and the and the ones that I've actually brought this to after especially after days like today, they're excited just because it 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 again it doesn't sound as if it's something that we're pushing down their throat. Uh, it doesn't, and it also doesn't sound as if something that we're just another another rule that we're throwing out there from. Uh, also, I do think it 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 kind of. It kind of helps that the the previous way that we've done this, merely the way that we would have gotten to the table is completely different. Uh, our previous process, it was, you know, it was highly based on the outcome of an injury, um, and and it and it didn't always it didn't always give uh, a lot of consideration into the incident itself, uh, whereas this doesn't really take fully into account or the, the way we're going it doesn't really take fully into account even if anyone was injured like it may not matter that there was an injury it could be a, you know it could have been you know property damage it could have been just, just any situation to where someone you know could have been significantly injured or if we consider it information rich so from that standpoint a lot of a lot of what we may start looking at may have absolutely nothing to do with an actual injury that took place, but more so something we we see that we can improve on. Perfect. Can we check back in with you later as your experience grows? Absolutely. Deal, man. You got it. Thank you. How about that little conversation? Not too bad, huh? It was interesting. It was fun. It was really fun to get to meet Delaney. It was really fun to talk to his guys in the field. And it was great to watch them. They're doing great things and trying every day to make the world a better place, trying every day to not punish their way into submission, to actually grow and learn and improve by understanding really the context of how things happen. Both failures, because we learn from failures, but more importantly, normal work, success work. Where are we in a position where our safeguards are strong and robust? And where are we in positions where we just lack the capacity to manage variability? If it goes bad here, there's not a lot of margin for maneuverability. There's no place for us to go. There's no place for us to move. And that is a pretty interesting conversation. 
Delane, thank you for that, man. You're a rock star. You sounded amazing. And uh, thank you for listening as well. It's always great to have you on the podcast ride. No question about it. If you're new, welcome. This is a pretty good one to start. If you've listened for a long time, man, God bless you. You are a patient person, and I'm proud of you. As always, tell your friends, more is better. Subscribe, because that somehow makes some kind of difference somewhere. I don't know who, but, it, I mean, it does. They tell me it's really important to say that. And last but not least, learn something new every single day. Have as much fun as you can possibly squeeze into a work site. And for goodness sakes, be safe. <laughs>